Hello and welcome to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal. This is the podcast for the side cash hustler. If you want insights, real life experience from people just like you on how they started creating side income, you are in the right place. Documented experiences of people creating a few hundred dollars to extra tens of thousands of dollars a month. Make sure to subscribe and review. This means more than you know. Also, feel free to check us out at selfreliantwealth.com. Before we jump into the episode, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Hello and welcome to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal and I am your host. We are back and man, we have got some amazing guest speakers on the lineup for the next coming weeks. Today is one of my favorite people. This is a gentleman that I met, oh God, it's been almost four or five years ago in the solar industry and you want to talk about a crazy roller coaster business. The solar industry is it. There are so many ups and downs, so many hurdles. And I actually met this gentleman in one of those peak valley moments when we were getting something started out in California in the solar industry. Uh, this is a gentleman that has taken and really done just about everything you can imagine from solar to he was in the mortgage industry for some time. Um, he's been an entrepreneur at heart forever. And watching his progress and what he's been able to do, especially with this last round, is absolutely amazing. He has basically taken and created a simplified platform to help solar become installed quicker. That's one of the things that we found back in California that was such a, a difficult process was creating a system that would simplify the process to get installs in quicker. Nate has come up with a way to do that. And honestly, it's a revolutionary game-changing system that is making waves and he has created an absolutely incredible company so without further ado mr nate bendel how the heck are you sir dave how you doing man i appreciate you having me on here it's good to hear your voice and good to see you again it has been a while it's been a, it's been a long time it has man and that's you know one of the the best things about this podcast is it's like dude i gotta reconnect with all my good buddies and all these amazing experiences we've had and, and getting right back into it so dude, yeah, what have you been up to I was going to say, I think, uh, <laughs> I think the last time we saw each other um, after the solar, after Limelight, was I, I rented an aerator from you. <laughs> you were renting out aerators, and I was zipping around my neighborhood, uh, aerating some lawns and some other places. So, yeah, from one, from one entrepreneur to another, man, you, I love your hustle, and I love this podcast and the idea of it. Dude, I love that, man. I really appreciate that. That's right. I totally forgot about that. And that just goes to show you, right? Like when you're starting a company, it doesn't matter the time frame and the process, right? I mean, because that was years ago when we got back from California, we were both yeah. hustling and grinding just to get by. And now yep. both created some pretty amazing uh, processes and businesses. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't come without the struggle. You know, I, I used to, um, I used to, think about entrepreneurs, you know, you'd read success stories on like business insider or like whatever news feeds float up in Facebook and Instagram. And, and you see some company that sold to some other company for hundreds of millions of dollars or billions of dollars. And, and, and if you're struggling, if you're like, you know, in the trenches trying to build it, those articles never really talk about the struggles, right? The articles never really talk about what it took to actually get there or, you know, how long it took to get there or what lucky breaks they had. You know, I used to have a professor at Utah State who said it's better to be lucky than it is to be right. 
Mm-hmm. And, and it could never be more true in, you know, just trying to, to build a company and, and get people behind you and, and, and get people bought into your dreams. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been quite a, a roller coaster of sorts. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I went from, from Parco, uh, to Raymax, to Limelight, to Efficient Energy Consultants, to here at Final Mile. So, uh, and, and sometimes it's been throwing darts. Other times, you know, you, you lock onto an idea and you have a dream and a vision and you go for it and you try to get the people behind you that believe in it just as much as you do. So what would you say, you know, going back and looking at all of that experience collectively, you know, at the time it's like, okay, this is the worst thing ever. This was the dumbest decision. But now that you look back, <laughs> you know, and you see each individual activity that you were a part of, how do you think that's helped you to build what you're currently building? Um, so I just finished a great book and, and it's called can't hurt me by David Goggins. And, um, there's, there's a part in there. Well, I mean, really there's a lot of parts in there, but, uh, that's one of my favorite books. And also, um, shoe dog by Phil Knight is one of my favorite books because of this because they talk about their failures they get real and they get raw and they talk about you know with phil knight i saw you nodding your head you probably read that book have you read that so book? good dude i love that book you know can you imagine having a startup and then being sued by the u.s government for 20 million dollars when you're still considered a startup and and you've got you've got one attorney that you kind of hire out to and, and you're going up against a u.s government I mean, like, it's stuff like that where I feel like, you know, the, the biggest thing that I've learned in this journey so far is, is that failures happen and they happen often. And there's good days and there's bad days. And the, the bad days come and then they go. And the good days come and then they go. You know, you're going to wake up the next day and it's going to be sunny. And there's going to be optimism, you know, there's going to be optimism on the, on the horizon. And you just kind of, you really have to almost like talk to yourself, talk through things, because it can also get lonely at the top. You know, there's, um, there, there's a lot of times where you can get stuck in your own head and you can talk yourself in or you can talk yourself out of every single situation. The more you talk yourself into them, the more you can believe yourself and it starts to manifest itself and you start to see, you know, positive things and people come together and actually believe in what you're doing. And, and so Hard work is important, but that can only take you so far. You really have to get your mental state right, and you really have to, you know, talk yourself through things. That's probably the biggest thing that I've learned in this journey. Was there anything in particular that you did to develop that skill? Because I really do believe that's a skill. I mean, it's not something that just happens overnight. It's something that has to be cultivated and developed. Man, I'm still developing it every single day. (laughs) You know, we had a... um, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, well, no, it was probably about a month and a half ago. We signed up a new client in Austin, Texas. Uh, Longhorn Solar was their name, and and uh, we were doing deliveries for them. And we we goofed up on on two deliveries, and they were big goof ups. I mean, we you know our our big value proposition in this industry is that we we guarantee 100% order accuracy, and then we we deliver everything to the roof. Um, and, and we were, you know, we're still building momentum in that market. We've got a really good anchor client and we have some other smaller clients around them, but, uh, we goofed up on a couple and, and, um, and it was a downer because, 
we, uh, you know, I think we lost them as a client for the time being, but it doesn't mean that, you know, we can't get them back in the future. So I, I, to be honest, like I'm still developing it. Like the next day after that all happened, I woke up and I was, I was down, you know, I was like, man, we're, we're just starting to get some momentum and this happens. And, um, and, and then you got to just, you know, kind of brush it off and be like, you know what, there's, there's a ton more business out there to be had and got to get yourself back in that positive mindset to keep rolling. That's so true, man. Cause you're, you're right. And I think if you look at it with more of a long-term vision, the short-term upsets don't affect you near as much. I mean, they're still hard to overcome, but you see the big picture, right? And I think a lot of times when you've got somebody that's wanting to start an entrepreneurship and they try this idea for a month or six months or even a year and they quit, and that's really what the definition of true failure is, I believe, is, is when you just quit and walk away and say, okay, I'm done, I'm giving up, I'm never doing this again. Um, but it's because they didn't have exactly. that long-term vision, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I think you're, you're spot on with that. You know, there's, there's so much to be said for someone who, uh, who can wake up and have, and have that long-term vision and then have these short-term goals to achieve and, and, you know, hit these benchmarks. Um, I think it was in thinking grow rich. They tell you to put a, basically you have to be very deliberate with your plans and put, put your plans on a sheet of paper and you have to kind of number what the steps are to be able to get there. And you read that every single day, if not multiple times a day, I think stuff like that is really, really good and really useful. And, you know, there's a million different things out there too, that you really have to find something that works for you. Um, I, I'm kind of a, you know, I'm a, I, a lot of times I just like, and you know, this from working probably push too hard sometimes and try to force things um, instead of just letting them come naturally. So I kind of have to take a step back and be patient and let things work themselves through. So, yeah, I think just, you got to find what works for you, but, but for sure, you know, writing down a goal, saying it, staying focused and being diligent and being disciplined will help get you there. Yeah, no, man, I, I love that. I totally agree with that. And, you know, that really brings up such a huge point because when you start focusing on, you know, the things that really matter the most and when you dial it into you, right? I mean, I think that's another thing with entrepreneurship and even, you know, I, I don't know about you, man, but I look at some of my friends who have gone off to do, you know, amazing things and I look at them and I start comparing myself and I go, well, you know, how come they did it? Like, I'm, I'm not a dummy. Like, I don't think I'm a dummy, but they've gone on and they've created all these, you know, multi-million dollar companies. And I'm like, well, what, what the heck, man? What am I doing wrong here? But then when I break it yeah. down, I think the thing that I realized the most is that they did what they do, right? They did what they are good at. They yeah. did what they like. And they didn't, you know, they didn't yeah. sidetrack to all these other things that just looked like a shiny object. They just went where they knew. Yep. Man, yeah, it's so true. And, and they stayed, a lot of times they stay focused and they stay, tr they stay true to their vision. Um, and, and I think, you know, we sometimes get caught up on, like, because I do that too, you know, I look at other people who have, who have had some successful business ventures and I'm like, man, how do they do it so quickly or how do they do it so well? And how did, 
you know, how did Snapchat value uh, um, Garrett G's company at 54 million, you know, so quickly with a QR code scanner type thing? Like those, you can go down this like just rabbit hole of, of questions that you ask yourself, like, what am I doing wrong? And I don't know that it's necessarily that anybody's doing anything wrong. It's just that you have to really look at what that long-term vision is and what that long-term goal is and stay focused on that. You know, I think of when I played basketball at Utah state, um, our goal every single season was to win the WAC championship. We knew that if we want, obviously our, our end goal was to get to the NCAA tournament, but that wasn't stated. It was just win the WAC tournament. And and because of that, the byproduct of that would be getting to the NCAA tournament. But we never, ever, ever, this was Coach Morrill. He was, he was just awesome at this. We never looked past the next game. You know, even if we had like <clears throat> one week we had the worst team in our conference, you know, we were playing them on Thursday. It was Louisiana Tech. And then the next – and then that Saturday we were playing Nevada, who was the best team in the conference. But he never, ever looked past Louisiana Tech. We prepped Monday through, through you know, Wednesday on Louisiana Tech. We ran their stuff. We knew their stuff inside and out. Even though we probably could have just walked into that game and won it without prepping so much. You know, if we would have just focused on Nevada the whole week, we probably would have just won that Louisiana Tech game. But he never, ever, ever lost focus of winning that next game. And so – I think it's important in entrepreneurship to define what it is you want, you know, get that end goal. You know, let's, let's say that it's, uh, you know, to build a a $10 million company and that's your end goal and you want to get there, but your focus is on getting a hundred thousand dollars in revenue. How do we get a hundred thousand dollars in revenue today? What can we do today to be able to capitalize on that right now? Our goal at final mile, is to consistently be doing five deliveries a day by the end of the first quarter. How do we get there? What do we need to do to get there? Um, locking in different agreements, you know, getting out and talking clients or who do I need to hire to be able to help me get there and go through that exercise to figure out what that next step is for people that want to just start that side hustle. You know, they want to get that Amazon product up there. They want to white label something from China what's your, your end goal is to be doing what to take care of your mortgage payment. You know, let's say it's 3000 bucks a month or whatever that is. What do you have to do today to be able to, to identify what product that is that you're going to sell? How do you do that? Do you get jungle scout? Do you get the, uh, you know, the Amazon service? I think they came out with a competitor to jungle scout. Jungle scout goes in and analyzes what products are selling for how much, like how do you stay focused on getting to that first step? to then get to that end goal. Cause I think if you, if you, if you're just so locked into that, you know, I need to get my mortgage paid for, I need to get my mortgage paid for what you end up doing is you end up bouncing from, you know, one trade to the next or like one thing to the next, or like, you know, for me, admittedly after, after uh, limelight kind of folded, um, I knew I wanted to stay in the solar industry, but, I, I was worried about the dollars and cents and that takes precedence, right? Because you have a family, you got a wife, you have a house payment, like those things do come first. But I was so worried about that, that then I went and got my mortgage license. Right. And I don't regret that. My mortgage license is great. I still have it today. I'm still an active lender. I do a couple loans a month, but had I ch- channeled all my energy 
into figuring out where do I stay relevant in the solar industry and how do I stay relevant in the solar industry at that time, then my focus, you know, I, I could have really drawn back and been like, this is how I'm going to take care of my family by staying in the solar industry. And this is what I want to do. So I think you, you can't get so caught up in that, you know, I need to sell this company for 10 million or hundred million or whatever it is to this client. You really have to, you have to state that goal, put it on paper, but then dial it back. How do I make, you know, how do I make 10,000 in revenue this month or 15,000 or whatever that is and celebrate that. Dude, I love that. And I think it goes right along with something you said earlier. You know, you, you talked about milestones. And I believe that there's a difference between milestones and actual goals, right? Where a goal is like, you know, in essence, this thing that may be tangible, it may not be when we don't hit it, it like kills our self-esteem and our motivation. And then a milestone is something that's something that's just trackable and working towards a desired outcome, working towards a bigger picture, a bigger vision, right? And you mentioned it right on with what you guys are doing and even with somebody just getting started. It's like, if you can create these benchmark milestones, like, hey, okay, I wanna create you know, a $10 million company or I just wanna pay my $3,000 mortgage. Then you say, okay, let's work backwards. That's the desired outcome. Now let's work backwards. What value do I have to bring? You know, What are the steps that need exactly. to be and What are the milestones that have to be achieved in order to get there? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, no doubt. It's so key. So what would you say has been one of the greatest hurdles that you've had to overcome thus far, you know, in your entrepreneurial career? Um, you know, uh, honestly, I think it's more of a mental hurdle. I think that it's acceptance that it's acceptance of failure and it's acceptance that people there's certain people that aren't going to like what you're doing whether they don't like you as an individual or they don't like you they don't like the product you're selling or they don't see value in what you're selling the those are it's more of like a mental hurdle um uh and and once i you know came to accept that i see here here's the thing <clears throat> i grew up um went to skyline high school uh, and I had one sibling and she was four years older than me. Um, and my parents divorced when I was young. And so it was really just me and my mom. <clears throat> my mom was a working mom. <clears throat> She's a school teacher. My friends <clears throat> were everything. My friends, and they still are, I mean, not above family, but they, they still mean a lot to me. And so <clears throat> for me personally, it was the acceptance thing because I, I always wanted, I, you know, as I look back into my high school uh, days and, and even into college, um, I, I wasn't, my friends were everything to me. Like I had to be accepted by, by my friends and hang out with them. And, and, and I didn't have, uh, you know, I had a lot of, of insecurities growing up in those, in those years. And so translating that, you know, down onto the road into business, it, that same, that same, uh, uh, character comes out, you know, it doesn't leave me. Like I want, I want final mile to be accepted by every single company I go and talk to. I want final mile to be top of mind for everybody. I want people to look at it and be like, God, oh, this is a great solution for what we need. And this solves our problems. So, and that, that's not the case. It doesn't happen. You know, there's, there's certain companies where it doesn't work. My vision is still very strong that I, that I hold. 
internally, which is that I think every company one day will be using Final Mile in some capacity. Uh, but but I I can't get hung up on if a company doesn't see value in it right now. If they don't, then that's then that's their issue, and and you know one day hopefully they will see value in it. So for me, that's been a big hurdle. Um, I. And, and in my other companies, you know, it's, it's been a big hurdle. So, but I've, but because of that too, I really cultivate and care about creating a relationship with people, right? You and I have a great mutual friend in Jason and uh, I love Jason to my core. Like I, I love that kid with all my heart. And, and I've, I, it's important to me to let him know that I care about him and that I know that I love him. And so I, I think there's some positives that come from that mentality but you just kind of have to channel them and you, and you can't get too down if, you know, you can't take it personal if a company doesn't like what, what product or service you're offering or if a group of people don't. Yeah, man, I think you, you nailed it too, because there really is two sides to, to each, you know, equation. When people talk about, you know, strengths and weaknesses, they can be, that everything can become a strength. You can turn different situations into something that brings positive light, right? Where yeah. in some circumstances, that could be a weakness because it can be super devastating. But in others, it can help you become the best because you're working so hard on that customer experience, right? So right. I think the biggest thing there, you know, the lesson that can come from that is the more awareness that you can create to who you are and what skills and traits and abilities you have as a human being, that's what's going to really define you in your uh, your path going forward, right? Success really yep. comes down to just becoming better each and every day. And the moment that exactly. you where you can work towards building that. Man, yeah, it's so true. So true. So let's talk a little bit about Final Mile. That's There's got to be a, a story behind that name because it just sounds yeah. awesome. And let's, uh, how, how did that come about? And, you know, what uh, what's the story behind it? Yeah, so quick kind of synopsis. I um, in all my, you know, solar companies, there was three of them that I worked for previously, and I was always in charge of operations. And one of the uh, one of the biggest problems that we had as a small company trying to grow was we couldn't go into markets and get warehouses or trucks or you know it was a big capital investment. It was a big barrier to entry into new markets. We could send a sales team there, but if we do sell, how do we get those installed? So. Um, what we did at Final Mile was we created a way to have all of the solar equipment delivered to the roof. In essence, what we're doing is we're allowing companies to come into new markets with sales, with, with just their sales teams and to try out those markets or test them. And they don't need to go get warehouses. They don't need to go get trucks. All they have to do is just sell the job, let us know, you know who the customer is, and then we deliver it. We deliver all the products straight to the roof. So by doing that, we we can, you know, if if, if a, a customer is sold today, we can um, get their product delivered and on the roof within a week, and then they can install it whenever they need to. And the installers can go from job to job to job without having to go back to a warehouse. So it speeds up the, the operational um, uh, timeline and the installation timeline for homeowners. And then it helps installers out because uh, we're guaranteeing that that order is accurate when it gets delivered and shipped straight to the roof. Um, and, uh, and then it helps distribution companies who house all the inventory because they don't have to worry about logistics anymore. 
don't have to worry about delivering their product to the to their customers. We do it for them. Man, I absolutely love Nate. This really has been such a fun episode. I'm so pumped to hear part two tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. That'll be coming out at 6 a.m. in the morning uh, tomorrow. And uh, we'll jump right back into the episode then. As always, make sure to infuse hope to those in need by teaching correct principles that lead to result-driven action. And go out and make it a great day. Also, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It really does mean more than you know as we continue to build and grow the audience. Um, the biggest things come from the support and the insight that you have. So make sure to ask questions and reach out to us and connect with us so that we can better serve and assist in these interviews. Thanks so much and make it a fantastic day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wealth Alliance podcast. I just wanted to take one more minute to thank our sponsors. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle? Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.